member of the legendary Gracie family. You may very well say that in the entire history of modern martial arts, the two most influential figures would have to be Bruce Lee and the Gracie family. Yeah, so, I, yeah. Mm. so yeah, I have this thing where I don't want to, um, mm. yeah, it's kind of a, there's many reasons, but for the most part, I'm not introducing myself as a Gracie. And most of the time when that happens, another individual is introducing me and I don't really ask for it generally. And the reason, uh, I don't know, man, it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel right. You know, like, I don't know. So the whole thing with Genzai period, is that I'm not, I'm not me anymore. Like I can't be Hollett Gracie. I want to be a daisy, you know, and just get thrown into the mud. You know, uh, like the, the irony is that my family very much took over martial arts. Like there was a, there was a hostile takeover of so many different styles and the effect of that coming into modern mixed martial arts is that the, the, there's many styles that were very much kind of marginalized or homogenous, like became kind of this homogenous outer territory of this MMA scene that had generated so much publicity when in fact it's, it's, it's kind of an unfair position on all of these martial arts because there's just an unlimited amount of information and, and knowledge and that's really the whole purpose of Genzai is it, it's literally just making everything come full circle. In Japan there's so much formality, there's so much rigor and like preparation and red tape and all of these, you know, uh, you know, institutions and ways of doing things. And just in every part of Japanese life, like that was one of the things that really struck me was just how organized things are. And it's one of the things that you really come to appreciate about Japan. Uh, but I felt like the person that I had reached out to initially was kind of like, whoa, dude, you can't, you can't do all that. Like, this is too much. You need to slow down. But like I had already landed in Japan with my family and I was just like, dude, I'm gonna try to do something. So I get on my computer and I'm just Googling martial arts, martial arts. 
somehow through just through my search process and it, it almost seemed like by accident I came upon this site and there was an event the next day in Kyoto in uh, which was we were in uh, Tokyo so essentially like four hours away on a bullet train in Kyoto there's the kendo this uh, like 67 kendo championship or something I remember seeing this like this bolded headline kendo or Japanese swordsmanship with its tradition of many centuries has been transformed into a modern sport I booked the ticket on the bullet train it was out the next morning so like I don't know it was like literally 6 a.m. something like that really early got up uh, was at the station got over there so I'm in the taxi and I'm like on my phone on on Google Translate trying to kind of write iterations of this this one paragraph message that is going to be kind of this like this passageway uh, this key for me to get you know free passage on this event it is aimed at developing character through training the body and mind by chance the taxi driver actually parked in the back of the whole venue and it was a really big uh, stadium sized venue and I'm a little bit like oh is this the place and I'm just like is this the right way to go in and, and then I'm thinking oh maybe I do need to go into the back right like ninja style because I don't have a ticket I don't have anything at this point like former masters of the martial arts modern swordsmen strive to cultivate rich senses of justice sincerity courage self-mastery, civility, and love based on the nation's ethical, religious, and philosophical traditions. And so I'm going into this, this back entryway like I'm, like I'm playing for the Lakers or something and I'm like coming in to, to get prepared to play a game, but I'm not. And so I'm, I'm fully espionage coming into this, to this venue. And I'm kind of looking around at first and I see people down the hallway kind of moving past the ticket takers. And um, and then a man comes up to me, I get dressed up in a suit and he spoke English and he said, how are you doing? How can I help you? And I said, you know, I'm here and I would like to capture this event. I have a, you know, a very special camera and you know, I'm doing this project and I'm from the United States. and. And the, the feeling that I got from him directly, and this is me, right? I create this stuff in my head, but the feeling that I got was like, thank you for coming. Please share Kendo with the world. We walk into the venue. The room was very well lit. Everything was really bright. Everything was just like clear. And you have these, these warriors, really. <laughs> in these kendo suits and some of them with their helmets off, you know, and they have their, their, their kendo sword. And, and so I started kind of unpacking my gear and yeah. So the, the action begins, begins with, for me, at least it begins with the sound. The way that the kendo athletes yell and the way that they basically attack and retreat and so all of these really intense kind of components of the, the actual kendo match 
And so like specifically with the screaming, you actually want to scream and strike at the same time. And that's actually part of making a perfect point. The issue of a kendo match is said to depend on the contestant's overwhelming zest, as shown by the sharp yells he uses as he fights. The effectiveness of physical maneuver is said to be proportional to vocal strength. And if one yells loud enough, his body moves smoothly and the motion of his sword is quickened. The trainees are taught to utter yells that resonate their whole bodies. And so you need to get two effective strikes to win a match. And effective strikes are basically like wrist, neck, uh, like the front of the neck, like a straight jab to the throat. Um, and then like the, the abdomen area, I believe, uh, could be wrong. The Zen is just crazy. Like just the amount of Zen, just the amount of like, like being in the moment and capture, like, like really processing what is happening and participating. Like everyone there was, it, it was a whole entire, it, it was a whole entire, like call it a, an environment, just suit of like full Zen, like clash and energy and incredible, absolutely incredible vibes. In the 17th century, a gifted swordsman, Yagu Tajima no Kami, produced a radical reform. He welded the art of swordplay to religious teachings, particularly those of Zen Buddhism. He turned swordsmanship into a way of spiritual culture to train the mind instead of merely improving one's skill in fighting. This is not just like some, you know, weird, like offshoot, kind of insignificant part of the martial arts sphere, you know, and it's something that has so much energy, has so much culture, and and really has so much power and and technique and and delivery in terms of just being something that is absolutely profound. I mean, they're, the way that they're striking, the way that they're actually reaching their opponent, the way that they're the way that they're staggering their feet and 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 kind of pouncing forward reverse and and side to side is it's literally like unparalleled kendo is very much the bjj of sword fighting it's come from the samurai roots which you could argue would be comparable to what my family did with like vali tudo and more of the street fighting jujitsu it's become very sportive very uh, very much in line with um, BJJ in the sense that you can score your points, you can get your victory um, in that way, and it's you know it's it's kind of contained in that sense. But it's the roots of it is very much sword fighting for real and cutting people's heads off. And you know you don't want to fight a kendo guy with a sword. You don't want to do that. You don't want to fight anybody with a sword. But they're going to move in and out. They're going to get that angle. They're going to cut your hand off. They're going to stab you in the throat before you even know what hit you, you know? <laughs> and so, uh, and then I got back to the apartment eventually and, and showed this stuff to my wife and Alicia was just like, 
oh my God, like this, we made the best decision possible. And I like, just to hear her say that was just like, oh, like, okay. Really grateful. It's really good. So much more to learn. This episode was narrated and features original music by Hawa Gracie. Follow his new project Genzai on Instagram. All episodes of the Jiu Jitsu tapes are presented by Shoyo Roll. Visit us on shoyoroll.com.